Hello and welcome to a new episode of Front Page Fantasy. This will be the third episode of the series where we will be reviewing the first couple of weeks of A-League's fantasy. Today, I am joined by, firstly, a regular guest, shall we say, even though we've only had a couple of episodes, but someone you may know already, Cody Ajada. Cody, mate, how are you going today? I'm doing fantastic. I've um, had a bit of busy schedule, actually. I've been back-to-back with a lot of things, now I'm making appearances in a lot of places, not to toot my own horn or anything. I'm almost a man in demand nowadays, which I don't know how I'm keeping up with it. My schedule, I think I've lost a couple of hours of sleep, but hey, that's a life when you're talking football, I guess. You've got to love it. Mate, as, as, as long as you're squeezing me in, Cody, mate, I'm, I'm all happy. You know, you're, you're, you're a man in demand. Anything for you, Jake, mate, of course. I love, I love you though, Cody. And we have another man who's, who's killing it right now, especially if you're someone like me, a Gen Zer that's on TikTok. You've probably seen this man, Joe K. It's an absolute honor to have you on, mate. How are you doing today? I'm going very well. Thank you very much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Long time listener of all front things, front page football, and now, um, first time speaker. So yeah, I'm buzzing at the minute off the back of the Sydney Derby on the weekend. Things couldn't be better. Beautiful. That's just, I'm, I'm very, very proud to be the first person that's got this man on front page football. He's, he's doing some <laughs> great things. Yeah. I'm always, you know, a lot of the other people, you know, in this space, they're maybe a bit older. They're like, they, they, they just, as soon as they hear TikTok, and stuff like that, you know, they're just, they, they immediately just sort of discredit it. But like, it's such a good way to get the younger fans sort of involved, engaged. Um, and yeah, so, so it's really good to see, well, especially you two boys, you know, Cody as well. You're, 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 you're doing your thing on there too. You, you, you're a very familiar face there too on my for you page. So yeah, don't bring it up. Christian's probably going to get mad to be fair. Okay. <laughs> you can't be talking about outside work here. Well, look, 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 look. Hey, you've done a couple posts for Front Page Football, so. You know, yeah, I'm meant to run that TikTok regularly, actually. I kind of only yeah. do once every three months. I should be doing it one, like once every three days. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, time up. gets the better of me. Um, that's, that's the way life is at the moment, I guess. Well, at least some of us have been doing pretty well this season on fantasy, not including myself. I'll probably go into myself a little bit later, but first we'll go to a man who is doing the best out of the trio here today, Joe K. I've I've had a little look through our league, and I believe you are the top of us three here. What can you tell us so far from your experience so far? What have been maybe some of your good picks? Some like, oh, look at me, I'm a genius, and maybe some we're like, damn, that was not a good pick. Oh, I've got plenty of the latter there, but um, <laughs> if we're going to start with some things that have went well for me, I probably it has to be Alex Paulson at the back. Picked him up, obviously, start of the game. I think he was 150, 50K yep. for a goalkeeper who's now went on to be easily the most points for a goalkeeper so far in the league, I believe. So, yeah, he would definitely be have to be my top player I've had in so far. Um, as for players who haven't worked out so well, as I said, there's a fair few of those. Probably, most notably, is probably Marcus Antonsen up top for the Wanderers. Mm. Thought we'd probably see a few more points from him so far into the season, but... The goals for the Wanderers have been coming from other areas. So, but now Barello's out. So moving forward, we might start to see him pick up a few more points for me. So looking forward to that, hopefully. That's, that's been one that's probably surprised me too. I, I thought Antonsen as well, especially after that showing the Australia Cup, we'd really see him sort of fin firing. And yeah, obviously had the disallowed goal, which I, I, and the Sydney Derby, which I thought, yeah, maybe that was the one that sort of kickstarted, but fortunately it was offside for him. But Cody, now for you. Um, how have you been going so far? At least on the men's side. We'll go into the women's later where Cody's been doing very well, but 
for now the men. Can, can I talk about the women's? I, I, I no, feel no, like no. I'm doing a little bit better. First, look, look, look. You, you, you need to, you know, we're going to give you all your praises in a sec, mate. Uh, you, you need to be humble just, just for this part. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be humbled real quick. Uh, look, I'm sitting mid-table. Like, it's not horrible. I could definitely be doing a lot worse. I could definitely be doing a lot better considering I am working in the space. I say working very loosely. But, um, no, look, I've had, unfortunately, Vukovic and Docker weren't it. Um, I thought the Mariners are going to do a lot better this season than what they actually are. And it's unfortunately cost me some very good points in A-League Fantasy. So thank you, Mariners. You have screwed me over. But, um, no, like, um, Joe said, Antonson probably wasn't good for me, although I made the decision to go, you know what? I'm going to drop him. Fornaroli, obviously, I think I brought him in just as he started to peter out. So fantastic transfer business by me. Don't think he's scored since I've um, brought him in. But um, Irin Kunda, yeah, he's there or thereabouts as well at least. So I'm hoping I can go a bit forward. Unfortunately, I went with Thomas Hewitt-Bell for my cheap goalkeeping option. Mm-hmm. Hasn't hit the heights, and now I've had to put 300k down for Paulson. So late coming to the um, Paulson um, hype train. I don't know, I was going to say like Wayne Train sort of thing, but it just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But no, um, for, yeah, unfortunately I've had to double what I've put down for Paulson, but hopefully it starts, um, seeing me up that ladder a little bit because I don't like being mid table. I want to, I want to be at the top. My aspirations, I respect that. And I, I, I can sort of double up that feeling because I also, I remember on the, uh, A League's, uh, preview, I highlighted two goalkeepers, Tom Hewitt Bell, Alex Paulson. You take the red pill or the blue pill. Joe K took the Alex Paulson pill. We took the Tom Hewitt Bell pill. And now, because of sort of how extreme some of the price changes are, um, in fantasy, you know, at least A-League's fantasy compared to, for example, the Premier League, you have a situation where Alex Paulson now double the price of Tom Hewitt Bell. They were the exact same price at the start of the season. So it just shows sort of how just a small decision like that can not completely fuck your, you know, fantasy, but it can, it can definitely hammer it. Let's just say that. But well, I've got both of one, them in now. So pick your poison. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very interested in terms of if I'm going to go for Paulson because he is being ridiculous. But, um, we'll go into the goalkeeper a little bit later. But one that just really stuffed me has been Jamie McLaren. I think 30% of players have him. So it's not necessarily like I'm the only one here, but two penalties missed now for him. There's two games he's had minus points for. The big hitter, you just you just can't be having that. So that's probably been one that's sort of really hurt me. But you know that's just uh, that's life. You, you make some good picks, you make some bad picks. Like like sort of these boys here. Yeah, I've also probably made a lot more bad picks than good picks. But what can you do? So now we're just going to go through some of the positions, some of the sort of top scorers. And I think first is the goalkeepers. When I think if you boys have seen the player of the month voting, uh, a fair few of them have actually been goalkeepers, which hasn't really been seen before. And it's sort of been this three-man run between Alex Paulson, Lawrence Thomas, and Joe Gauci. I've, I've even seen shouts on Twitter for Joe Gauci for player of the season so far, which is interesting at least. But he, he's, he's no doubt. He's, he's been fantastic. Yeah, those three have been right at the top. You have Philip Curdo down there, Paul Izzo. And it seems, yeah, you've sort of had this top three there, though. So do you guys maybe consider, obviously, Joe, you're, you're sitting perfectly, mate. You already have Alex Paulson. You don't need to do anything, mate, but... Maybe Cody, do you consider? Well, actually, no. You've just brought in Joe, Alex Paulson, so now I've got I have to consider myself. How about you boys? Make me sort of think. Who do I pick out of those three? Paulson, Thomas, or Gauchi? Look, personally, well, I'd be saying Paulson simply because he's the cheapest. And you're talking probably the. I know there was a um, shout for Joe Gauchi to be player of the season. He hasn't even been the best goalkeeper this season, and that's not a knock on Joe Gauchi. Alex Paulson's just been really, really good. So cheapest keeper. 
got the most points so far. We'll probably get the most points going forward simply because Wellington, in their nature, do face a lot of shots and a lot of um, they do like to soak up a little bit of pressure as well. You'd you'd be throwing Paulson in there. He's going to face a lot of action if he keeps stepping up at the penalty spot the way that he does recently as well. That's that's just extra points there to go for. Really, it's it's nuts. I'll second what Cody said there. Definitely, Alex Paulson. Just the cheapest option. Going to get a very similar output, probably to the likes of Lawrence Thomas. If they were at a similar price, I probably would look to go to Lawrence Thomas just because I think the whole defensive line as a whole is a bit stronger. Might get a few more clean sheets in there. But yeah, Alex Paulson at that cheaper option is definitely who I'd be going after in your case. Yeah, it's sort of, it'll be interesting to see sort of who maybe joins them sort of at that top. Like I'm, I'm seeing here, for example, someone like Jamie Young. Obviously, City haven't had a great start to the season, but he's someone that's pretty reliable and maybe if City start to pick up, they can you know, get some more points. And you have someone like Macklin Freak, who um, I remember. I remember it was Jack that made the call with him, the big call, and maybe hasn't unfortunately worked yet. But he's been very, very good as well. But I think it just shows that you know you can be a great keeper, but unfortunately, if you don't have the best defense, you know at the end of the day, you're going to probably land some more goals, and that's not good for fantasy. You know, getting those clean sheet points is also important. So I think yep. someone who could be smoky as well be Cameron Cook. You're talking fifty k mm. less than those front three. Picking up decent point this season's price range has actually increased by 25k so far this season. So, someone who's on the up, someone who is now getting regular game time at Perth, maybe not a bad shout if you don't have, say, a spare 300k line around. So, there's not a bad option there. Uh, he, he's been very good as well, Cam Cook, and he's sort of dis- dispossessed someone like Ollie Sale there, who already, already ha- quite has uh, a few orange anyways, so maybe people should try to you know, look to get rid of him as it doesn't really look like he's going to be winning that spot back at any time of sort of how well Cam Cook has been doing. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Like Cam- Tom Hewitt-Bell is still owned by more than uh, a quarter of players. So seems like I'm personally one still, I'm still a bit iffy on terms of whether I sort of get rid of him or, or if I keep him as, I really like him as a goalkeeper, but unfortunately Western United have just been a bit iffy, you know, the past couple of weeks. So we'll see if that sort of picks up. It's a big call to make there in terms of, you know, do you want to sacrifice potentially missing out some of the points you're going to get from Alex Paulson becoming the best goalkeeper in world football, apparently, or, you know, are you just going to sort of stick with Tom Hewitt-Bell? Who knows? But we'll move now onto the defenders, which is largely dominated by Western Sydney. I remember, um, I think I did with you, Cody, sort of the first episode, we were like, it was basically Western Sydney Wanderers of the most expensive defenders, and we are like, do you go for them? Because yes, you know, it's Western Sydney, a Marco Rudian side that's been so solid defensively. But they are so expensive, but that like the, the, they've been incredible. You know, like I think Jack Clisby, uh, Marcelo's done very well. Tate Russell's been one of the top ranked ones there. Like, do do we go for those sort of premium options there, or do we maybe see that sort of form sort of wane? I remember actually, Joe, I had the conversation with you just casually about Jack Clisby at the start of the season. And I was like, what's what's he actually going to bring to the Wanderers side? I thought he was going to be honking. He's actually. Equal most points from a defender this season, which is nuts. Price has gone up over 100k, but a cheap option that would have been there if you got in at the start of the season. I don't know if either of you boys went for it. Tate Russell more than doubled his value since he's come in. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be third choice, but he's come from injury, locked back that, locked down that right back spot. One of the best performing defenders in terms of A-League fantasy points. And I think he's still only owned by, he's only owned by 15% of players. So. Someone who's probably not getting picked up by as many other people could be getting new points that no one else is getting. 66 points this season already. I think I brought him in after round one when I realized, okay, yeah, this guy might actually be 
Wanderers starting right back, have not regretted it a single bit since. So if you're talking about a Wanderers defender, unfortunately the starters now, unless you're sneaking in Tom Beadling, I can't see how much he costs right in front of me. But the other three, um, if you want to bring in a Wanderers starting defender now, you're looking at at least 380k. So unfortunately that ship might have sailed if you're looking for a bargain in that regard. The only player I would probably throw in there is moving forward, Alex Bonatig. If he does find his way back, I believe he picked up an injury, but if he does find his way back into this team, you could get him for 150k right now and just keep him on your bench if you've got a bit of room there to play with. Um, the start of the season, when I took a look at the Wanderers team, I looked at the back four and you had the four obvious starters there and then there was that second centre back and there was a couple cheap options there. So I personally did bring in Alex Bonatig. I think he started the first game and maybe picked up an injury in the second. So it was at that point I pushed him to the bench and then was able, as you said, Cody, to bring in Tate Russell as well, who has just absolutely skyrocketed in price, bringing in plenty of points for me. So very happy with that. But yeah, moving forward, if you are looking for a Wanderers player, keep your eyes on Alex Bonatig and his return from injury. Yeah, look, I know Beedling's taken down that spot a little bit. I think Beedling's listed as a midfielder, but so if you've got him wasting a midfield spot, that is essentially a waste of money, isn't it? Yeah, the problem there is, yeah, you don't you don't get those sort of same clean sheet points as this defender does. It's always best to sort of get plays as deep as they play on, the, you know, in the game. Uh, yeah, especially you know, for example, if you're a defender that plays midfield or a midfield that plays attack, because yeah, you're obviously going to get more points for the goals, you know, relative to your position. But I've noticed a very common theme with all the top scorers this year, which has been people have Tate Russell in their team. Everyone who's at the top has Tate Russell. They jumped on it early, and I was. I was iffy about it because, yeah, obviously they also have Aiden Simmons and Gabriel Clare who are currently injured as we know, but I was like, at the time it was a bit unsure in terms of how serious the injuries were. So I'm like, I'm going to lay off. And again, probably a decision that sort of cost me there because everyone sort of jumped ahead with those Tate Russell points while I was sort of, you know, sort of laying behind. But anyways, um, another pick there where I sort of proposed two plays in the preview. Again, it's, it's, it's still in my head in now where I went for Nathan Paul or Lucas Kelly Hields and. I unfortunately went for Nathan Paul, Lucas Kelly Hield. I had him in last minute and I got rid of him. He has now jumped up to 286k. He's been probably one of the most impressive left backs in the whole league as eventually, essentially a rookie, you know, an 18 year old. So that's another one there. But, but what do you guys think in terms of obviously we've seen Wellington deploy a very sort of deep block, um, very solid defense and not really conceding a lot of goals. Obviously, Lucas Kelly Hield, he's expensive, but he's maybe not as expensive as some of those Wanderers guys, and he gets forward quite a bit. So, would you potentially consider bringing in maybe some Wellington defenders? Yes, actually, I've um this week I've actually just brought in Finn Sermon, someone who a little bit of a cheaper option, I believe, is still under that two hundred k mark. So, mm. not a bad pick there. And um, but Kelly Hield, if you've got the finances for it, the way Wellington are playing, bloody earth, I'd go for it. So. You'd, you'd want someone out of that, um, Wellington Phoenix back line, whether it be Paulson or someone from the, from the defensive line. The way Phoenix are setting up is similar to Wanderers. They're probably the two sides this season. They both like to soak up pressure. They, um, defenders are going to get a lot of action by all accounts. They'll end up getting a lot of points for you too. Beautiful. And I've sort of noticed the theme here with Melbourne Victory obviously had a great start to the season. Looked like they were going to be a really, really solid defensive team as well as obviously, you know, being able to score some goals, some great plays in attack. But they've had a couple of sort of poor weeks and I've seen a lot of their defenders drop a lot in price. Roderick Miranda, one that I had, he's just gone down 60k. Adama Traore, 20k. Uh, Damien De Silva, 140k. I, I feel like he's actually been good, but because of the fact that they haven't been picking up as many clean sheets, 
he sort of suffered the consequence there. And I think he also picked up a yeah the, the own goal in that Wellington game where they didn't have a single shot on target, but they still managed to get to pick up the draw. That's just you'd, you'd say victory maybe in that sense have been unlucky. So obviously some of these players are, are dropping in price. Maybe someone to sort of capitalize on. I've also noticed Nuno Reis as well. He's dropped down quite a lot too. Callum Talbot. Sort of some of these teams from or players from these teams that maybe have the best start of the season, but you're maybe expecting to sort of jump on further along in the season. But uh, do you boys have any other picks in the defence? I've got one real quickly. If we're looking at teams who might be able to turn around their season, I think Western United mm. and Ben Garuccio. I think, I think it might have been the start of last season. He was coming in at the start of the season around 400000 and now you could get him for one eighty, which is a pretty low-risk move if you do want to take it and take that punt on Western United returning to form and find a bit more defensive solidity. So, yeah, Ben Garuccio would be one for me if people are looking for someone to pick up, especially because they're massively underperforming their XG conceded. I think they've conceded seven or probably more than that, but they've conceded 3.5 more than XG would suggest. So that's an option there for people if they're looking for someone. Look, we've got some XG stats on here. I'm, I'm loving this. I've come prepared. I've come prepared. <laughs> bring in the heat. I love it. <laughs> This man's got notes in front of him. I just rock up. Like, this is, this is brilliant. This is great stuff. Well, this is on debut. He is unbelievable performance here, but I went for Ben Garucho at the start of the season and he's basically halved in price now. So it's kind of, it's kind of dummy, but he's one where I'm like, surely he's going to pick it up. You know, he's, he's one of the sort of best attacking fullbacks in the league. He's someone we've seen putting good deliveries. He's on corners. Like it's, it just hasn't worked out yet, but surely, yeah, it'll sort of pick up. But unfortunately, I've sort of bared the brunt. Of uh, sort of him going down in price, but now we'll move on to the midfielders and a quite surprising sort of leader here is Zach Clough. He's um obviously someone sort of had to take that step up when Craig Goodwin left, and it's been Zach Clough, an interesting life at least on fantasy. I thought he's played really well so far this season, but yeah, he's maybe not as you know much as sort of the league's telling you. He's the currently the top scorer in all of the league with seventy three points and. I think it's mainly you know because of penalty duties. He's been on penalties so far. He scored his two penalties. He's grabbed three assists. So you know maybe in some cases you know, having a penalty taker you know, like Zach Clough works, then having a penalty taker like Jamie McLaren works. But anyways, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop throwing shade at Jamie McLaren because he's 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 really hurt me. But anyways, uh, yeah. What have you guys thought of you know maybe someone like Zach Clough? Um, you know, did you guys expect him to be that sort of figurehead of the Adelaide attack? I made that punt at the start of the season. I don't know why. I He has frustrated me ever since he signed for Adelaide. Thought he was maybe a little bit underperforming for the hype that kind of came around him. You know, someone that's played at a decent level in England, coming to Australia, you think, okay, yeah, he should hit the ground running, as most players from England tend to do when they have played at a decent level. And he just really hadn't. But I was like, I don't know. I think Craig Goodwin will leave and I was like, he's probably one of the ones that is going to step up, like you said. I wasn't sure if he was going to be their penalty taker, but that's obviously a bonus. But um, for someone that's risen 154k since the start of the season, I'm glad I got him when I did because if I was trying to bring him in now for 464k, you'd probably think, okay, yeah, do I go for a Jay O'Shea? Do I go for a Josh Brillante? Someone like that. But I'm glad I made that pun early. That's that's probably the only master stroke that I guess I can say I've made in terms of the men's side, at least. Oh, it's a great call to be fair. Uh, yeah, like, like again, I think I knew that Zach Clough was a penalty taker maybe earlier on in his career, but I thought, yeah, maybe an Ibasuki or even an Irin Kunda or something like that. Someone steps up, but it's been Zach Clough and 
Look, penalties, you know, like in any fantasy, they're always a very key thing. You know, set pieces in general, very underrated in terms of getting those points, as you know, in many cases, they're guaranteed goals, for example. But uh, one pick I've sort of liked so far, and, you know, just to sort of flex it, okay, sometimes I can make a good pick. Uh, Lachlan Wales, he's been one that's jumped up 50K, probably be the only player on my team who's actually gone up in price. Um, he was placed at around 200K, which was cheap in itself, but I noticed in preseason he was playing more in the front two instead of sort of out wide. And that sort of benefited. I think he grabbed a goal and probably could have had four or five um, in that Adelaide game. Joe Gauchi was just unbelievable. But so stuff you, Joe Gauchi, for that. That would have been nice, my fantasy. But look, you know, fair play to him. But yeah, uh, Joe, have you sort of, are you thinking of maybe any picks? Like I'm looking here, Jay O'Shea, for example, he's had a great start to the season, but he's actually gone down in price. So do you maybe, you know, take a pun on someone like him? Well, I mean, I've already got him in my team, Jay O'Shea, so I'm very happy with that. They've uh, Brisbane got the Wanderers coming up, though, so if you're looking to take that punt, maybe put it off a little, maybe put it off a week if you're going to look into make that move. Um, personally, for me, I would actually be looking at Daniel Pena right now. He's dropped all the way down to 270k, and again, Western United, I'm bigging them up again here because I do think they are going to turn things around. I mean, on the weekend, I don't know how they didn't score more than one goal in that game. Pena himself could have had maybe two or three big chances there, but just kept getting every shot blocked within the box. So, yeah, for me, if I'm looking at any midfielder right now who I think is undervalued, undervalued, I'd probably look at Daniel Pena. I think they're another sort of creative playmaker that's also jumped down a lot in price. I'd, I'd say Pena's probably the better pick of these two here, but Jake Brimmer as well. He's someone that we haven't really seen play a lot this season, sort of recovering from injury. But if he, if he comes back from injury well... At 270k, and I feel like he's probably going to drop down a little bit more too, unless he really gets started soon. That's going to be a great pick. This is someone we've seen win uh, the Johnny Warren medal. And even someone like Jason Bethomia from uh, Newcastle Jets, he's someone that really hasn't played yet as much, but I've liked what I've seen so far. So there's a, you know, a couple of maybe interesting investments there to look into uh, sort of you know, heading forward into the rest of the season. But now we'll move on to the forward line here and we sort of have... Maybe I don't. Think, I wouldn't say necessarily an unexpected leader here, but Bruno Fornaroli. Like obviously, we know how good he is, but I don't think anyone would have necessarily expected him to, you know, score four goals in a game against Newcastle Jets with a Rabona. You know what I mean? So, have you guys? Did any of you guys take sort of take the pun on him early doors? Um, I took the pun on him after he kind of did that. And I think exactly. it was after the Adelaide game. That's when I brought him in. So. Probably took a pun on him at the worst time, unfortunately. He's got 70 points this season. I reckon I've picked up maybe 15 of them. So, well, not I, a great, I feel like that, that, that's I'm not going to say not a great investment yet. We'll see yeah. how it goes the rest of the season. That, that, that's but, the thing with Bruno, because I, I really like, I love him as a player, but obviously he's getting on now and you sort of wonder how, how is he going to be able to maintain this over a whole season with a victory side that, I don't know, has always been you know, not maybe as clinical, um, and amazing at scoring goals, but. Uh, one that surprised me, for example, though, has been Joe Lolly, who obviously I, I picked him all the doors. I'm like, this guy, you know, yeah, I, I picked him for the Johnny Warren this season. I really rate him. But we sort of saw a terrible start from Sydney, but then all of a sudden, Ufuk Tale has just somehow revitalized his team, excluding the, the derby. But anyways, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be good apart from that. But yeah, he, he's, you know, he was one of the most expensive players, but he's still jumped up to, uh, 528k now, 77k there. So. Do you maybe take a punt on him? Obviously, he's really expensive, but he's someone that very consistently maybe doesn't get the goals and assists as other players. But if you look at successful dribbles, key passes, stuff like that, even tackles, surprisingly, as a, as a winger, he picks up a lot of these sort of, 
um, other stats that maybe aren't looked at. So, yeah, do you guys maybe look at bring him in? He's someone that it's it's in his nature, you know, kind of English robust wide midfield kind of player. Of course, he's going to get stuck in there a little bit. Look, I took the punt on him at the start of the season. I think even when Sydney aren't playing well, he's someone that is able to pop up. He's kind of their outlet, basically. If I had to pick between him or Robbie Mack, he would have been the one that I leaned towards. It's hard to bring him in now, though, considering one, you don't know how Sydney FC are going to look at moving forward in the season. And two, he is really, really expensive. Like, I understand if you've got a full 500k around, yeah, sure, go for it. But, um, I don't know if I'd 100, I, I don't know if I'd be sitting there for someone to someone who doesn't have him in their team and saying, go for him. Trust me, it'll be worth it. Cause unless you have him already, it's a lot of money to drop down for a player that you don't know how they're going to go moving forward. I don't know if I'm going to even keep him to be fair. Like I may look at someone like Ben Halloran and go, you know what? I can drop a 500k for a 300k player. Someone who's performing really well, even if he's got slightly less points. But I can invest that money somewhere else for, you know, a drop of seven points and get that more than that somewhere else with an extra 200k investment. So I don't know if I'd tell someone to do that. Yeah. And maybe for you, Gijo, I know obviously you picked, uh, Marcus Antonson in your team. Obviously, he maybe hasn't had the best start to the season. So maybe do you look for someone like, I don't know if he's going to sort of have a breakout now, but perhaps he might. Zach Sapsford obviously has had a big moment for him in the, uh, the derby. So maybe do you look for, a cheaper option there, um, you know, to sort of downgrade to sort of price wise and sort of splash otherwise. Cause Zach's absolute with obviously Brandon Brelli picking up that injury, that could potentially be his spot. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an option. Um, the only thing I would probably say against that is all the points for the Wanderers are really coming on the flanks. We have the likes of Milanovic, Lockie Baruch, Clisby and Tate Russell. They're the big, the big points earners for the Wanderers. And I do think though, it is a good option to maybe look to bring in someone cheaper now with Antonson. Probably look. I was thinking actually maybe bringing in Azani. I think he's been great so far. Hasn't really had the outlet so far, but he's creating a lot of chances for this Melbourne victory team. And he's only at 209,000 right now. So I think instead of looking for maybe a big player like a Joe Lolly, you could get some real value in his front line. I'd, I'd even sort of one up there and be like someone like Nishan Vlu player, even Chris Economides. Like, yeah. obviously, Victory have been, you know, if you look at XG wise, I, I don't know, have the actual stats like you, Joe. Unfortunately, I'm not as prepared as you, but Victory have been an, another team that sort of really underperformed the XG. And someone like Nishan Vlu player has been so good at sort of getting to those moments, like a Daniel Arzani, but just not converting. So you sort of hope, you know, if they're able to sort of work that into their game, that sort of consistent goal scoring, which I think they easily can if you look at the talent on them, then. Yeah, you know, for two 200k for both of them, that's could be a great pick. But uh, yeah, do you guys sort of have any, you know, maybe other sort of bargain picks, perhaps? You know, sort of look forward to. Obviously, I I've sort of one I'm a big voucher on. Uh, Thomas Waddingham, sort of we've seen him sort of consistently start this season. Maybe not bag as many goals as he was in the Australia Cup. Obviously, expected. He's so young, but he's someone that looks like he's going to sort of keep that spot. But do you guys sort of have anyone else like that? If there's a mainstream point, a little bit that I can pick out. Astoria and Kunda. Now, only 250k still, and for the opportunities getting this season, the chances getting the points he's actually getting on the board probably isn't a bad pick. Like, he's only got 28 points this season, but a lot of it comes from the fact that there was a game he got red card and then was suspended. Like, they're things that, in a way, you can help, but also you can't. But him moving forward this season, especially after signing for Bayern as well, like, you'd expect him to kind of go on, kick on, and as he kind of grows as well, get even better if you know, it is kind of possible. So for someone that is relatively cheap compared to some other strong forwards, it's one that you'd kind of take a pun on, I guess, in my opinion. 
yeah, the, the thing with Nestry is that unfortunately there is an extra points for beautiful goals. I, I wish they did that or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like at the end of the day, Nestry's goals is the exact same as a tap in. You know, he's scoring these beautiful goals, but you know, he said himself he doesn't score tap ins. So maybe in that sense, it's not necessarily the best for fantasy, but dribbles, you know, tackles even here, gets back in defense, you know. It's a very is- direct player. So either way, he's mm. always going to be in amongst whatever Adelaide do going forward. And you're getting points for that. So it's, it's definitely worth it in my opinion. Yeah, and, and he also grabbed an assist this weekend as well. So he, he definitely has uh, other assets to his game that he's going to continue to develop. So, and he's also just a beautiful player to watch. So, so why not just get him into your team? You know, he's just like, like, like it's going to be his last season now. Like get behind him. But, uh, yeah, do we sort of have any more picks for the forward line sort of heading to the rest of the season for you guys? I'll just throw one in real quickly. Go for and it. now look, if you want to bring this player in, he's probably going to rip your hair out. You're going to rip your hair out watching him because he gets so many chances and has wasted pretty much all of them so far. And that's Jed Drew at MacArthur, obviously playing in the transition. He, I, I swear he could have had about 10 goals and assists so far, but every single one he's either hitting the crossbar, missing the cutback. But if you want him, he's getting chances. He might take him. He might not, but there's someone at 220k might be worth a punt if you've got a bit of cash to play around with. And the thing I like about him too is he actually isn't listed as a forward, even though he does play as a winger. He's listed as a midfielder, surprisingly. Oh, really? Which is even better because, yeah, he's going to get more points for goals and assists, for example. So that is, yeah, that's a very, very good pick there. He's someone that I was a little bit hesitant in terms of, I didn't know who was going to start for them on the wings, but it looks like he's got that starting spot really locked in and he's been really impressive so far, especially if he's dribbling very direct, like you said. So, yeah, I really like that pick, Joe. But now we'll move on to a, a league I forgot to talk about before. I was I was too sort of determined on not you know giving Cody props I guess because this man here <laughs> is like like you can take it away Cody how well are you doing so far on A League's women's fantasy I'll be real with you up until today I thought I was doing pretty bad but somehow I'm 19th in the country which completely surprised me I think I'm coming second in, oh, I'm coming second in my league I'm coming fourth in our FPF competition I only just dropped out of the top three over this week as well. But um, I think I've made a couple um, nice moves that'll get me some more points on the board. So whoever's above me, look out. But no, um, I think half of it was the fact that I forgot to swap um, Polly McNamara out after her ACL injury, which did screw me over a little bit. If I got Polisena in a little bit earlier, maybe I'm getting a couple more points. But alas, we move on. But no, I'm, I'm actually doing quite well. I'm kind of proud of myself. A lot of the um, bargain buys that I foresaw this season, I've have done quite well despite Canberra kind of not being great. Milivojevic and Michelle Heyman are still getting me points every week because their attack is just really, really good. Unfortunately, their defense is not so good, um, for lack of a better word, or to keep it a kind of PG on the podcast. But um, no, even um, some players like um, Daniela Galich doing well for me. Tori Tumuth, when she does, Tori Tumuth is doing uh, some justice for me too. Kirsty Fenton. Obviously out injured at the moment, but getting made points when she's playing. Even Rebecca Stott, um, someone who I th- wasn't sure about at the start of the season because I thought maybe she'd be a midfielder, there'd be other midfield options, but um, doing very well at the back too. So the only person that's really letting me down is Alyssa Zaloste. Unfortunately, Hillary Bill coming back to West United has done me a little bit dirty there, but what can you do? It's small price to pay for everything else I'm doing well. 
Did you know that is probably the biggest smack in the face when you see someone above you in the league and they just, and you can clearly see that they're not playing. You know, you haven't transferred out Holly McNamara. I'm sweating like, okay, who do I get in now? Who do I get in now? And you're still beating me, Cody. It's just, you're just a natural baller, I guess. Look, honestly, like I've said it, who knows how many times on this podcast, whenever someone calls me a women's football expert, it's like, I don't like to call myself an expert, but maybe I'm getting there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But you I know, look, I'm proud of myself with this one. A, a top 20 finish, or at least for now, you know, maybe you can go even higher. Who knows? But top 10, baby. Let's go. Top, top, a top, hey, why stop there? Top one champion. How about that? Yeah, I, I think you get uh, money as let's well. Let's see how it goes first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, let's, you let's, never let's know. Let's sorry, sorry, Cody. I'm, 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 I'm tuning your horn a little bit too here, but. Put, don't uh, put the drinks on me. <laughs> For me, uh, I, I, a similar one with uh, Lisa Delasaya. Yeah, when I noticed Beal was coming back in, I brought in the likes of Silkowitz, who's done pretty well for me. Um, I, I think I'm around 80th um, in Australia, which is you know, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I'm, I'll take that. Uh, I'm just behind Cody in the league. He's he's he's, he's considerably higher than me. But a couple of interesting picks I've sort of had to make, where Courtney Vine, for example, is you know picked up an injury, and also Holly McNamara. Unfortunately, he's on her ACL, which is, it's honestly heartbreaking seeing how well she was doing the call up and everything. And then just goes and does an ACL. It's just really, really tough to see. So I brought in the likes of Policiana and Heyman who, who have done me all right. But I think the main one has been Vesna Milivojevic. I, f- I finally learned her name finally. Um, she has been unbelievable. Like what a player. Like you've, you've seen different times where she'll play deeper in the midfield and still bag you those goals. You know, it's just, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. She's a really, really fascinating player. So. Um, I think that that's one there. I definitely recommend if you don't have her in your team already, bring her in. She's five hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, but she's such a baller. But Joey she's worth it. She's guaranteed points every week. <laughs> yes, but you're only allowed her if you learn her name. That, 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 that's my thoughts. I I made myself learn her name, so you should do the same. But Joe, how are you going so far in the dub? Oh, boys, it's been a rough <laughs> season so far. It has been rough. <laughs> we start the season off, Nat Tobin. First oh. round, gone. Same here, same here, same here. I, I, I understand. Then Courtney Vine gets injured, gone. Holly McNamara, <laughs> gone. And I'm just left there, sitting with a team, ranked 546, oh. and not sure what to do. Um, yeah, so it's been a pretty rough season for me in the dub. And also the fact that I put a bit of a wager out in my A-League fantasy league for the men's comp where I would buy the winner a jersey. As it's taken all of my interest over to the men. So I don't want to buy someone a jersey. I want the jersey for myself. Unfortunately, I didn't do the same with the women. So I, that incentive isn't there for me as much in the dub. But I'm trying. I'm on the comeback. I did bring in. Okay, now I've got to pass your test here, Jack. I've got to pronounce the name correctly. What's, what's Otherwise, name? I have to transfer it out, apparently. So <laughs> Milovojevic. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, look, she's probably going to be my captain going forward. <laughs> so, and I'll just hope for the best and see if I can climb back up the rankings. I don't know if I'll get up to the um the heights of you two boys, but I will try my best. Wow, I, I feel honoured now, Cody, man. We're we're uh, it's, it's just it's some people looking up to us, Cody. This is this is this is crazy, <laughs> mate. This is this no. Is, what can I say? It's a fact of life. This is where I am. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's hard to be so successful sometimes. Uh, but I I was especially fuming this week as it was one of those weeks where basically everyone you benched did better than the people you started. I had Korea Aquino who I've started every single week. I bigged her up all season. She hadn't be hadn't scored a goal all season. I'm like, you know, I'll 
you know, she's frustrating me a little bit, dropped her to the bench, finally scores. Then Daniela Galic, I had her on the bench, she scored. Rebecca Stock got me faith, seven mate. points. Or Kindle never left my side. It's 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 just like it, it's almost like as soon as you make a call, the opposite happens. It just it, and it, when it happens over and over, you you just lose faith, and that's the hardest thing about fantasy. You know, in terms of you have these you know bad stuff happen to you constantly over and over. But do you stop? Do you give up? No, you keep going and you go for next time. Now that, that's it's really important, guys. If you wanna if you wanna be good in the fantasy, because once you drop it, then you know unless you're Cody, where where you still just still still score better than other people. <laughs> Even when you don't do anything. Um, but yeah, so we'll get started now sort of into the dub. And well, for example, one that's done well in the goalkeeping position has been someone I've transferred in. Jordan Silkowitz from Brisbane. She's done quite well. Jada Wyman has also been another one there. Unfortunately, Sydney obviously had those games out, uh, playing the Asian Cup. So they, you know, unfortunately weren't able to play. So that's sort of hammered a lot of, a lot of people. You know, I had Courtney Vine in. I had, um, Nat Tobin obviously got the injury. So that's sort of sort of made them not an attractive asset, but maybe someone to sort of bring back in. Uh, who do you boys sort of look at maybe as a sort of a a, a player to maybe keep an eye on? You know, in the goalie posi- goalie position, you know, sort of a set and forget for the season. Um, one that I've got an eye on that I'm going to keep an eye on until they're actually in the game because they're not yet for some reason. Casey Dumont, mm-hmm. obviously just signed back at the Mariners. Fantastic player, someone that will definitely strengthen their side and make them better for it. Still not in the game yet. So I don't know what's happened there, if they've just dropped the ball a little bit. I'd be interested to see what price she kind of comes in at. Maybe they're waiting to see how she'll do for a couple of games before they throw her in there, give her a price that actually justifies what she'll contribute to you. But um, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised she's not there yet. She was actually someone that I was going to keep an eye on as I look to replace Alyssa Deloste. Um, uh, Hillary Bill is in the... um game now but i don't know if i'm gonna have the funds for her unfortunately but um someone else that i'd probably keep an eye on is um lissian Pru, uh mm-hmm. canadian goalkeeper at melbourne city melbourne city obviously playing fantastic this season she's dropped in price since the start of the season which is surprising considering melbourne city have actually done quite well so someone who at 150 probably worth investing in just purely because you know they're going to keep going um morgan akino as well who despite also having a great season has dropped in price so I know you're looking at someone like Silkowitz, who she's rising fast. So if you want to get her and get her in quick, but Morgan Aquino has only got one less point than Silkowitz this season and is a whole 40k lower and is falling. Yeah. So That's strange. I'd go for it if I'm, if I'm being honest. I, I think it's very interesting to see the sort of different dynamic that we saw with the men's where you have these, these players that are sort of rising in price. You know, sort of, you have those top three there and here it's like, yeah, the, the, the most expensive sort of, you know, informed goalkeepers here are Silkowitz and Aquino, who are 280, 240. Yeah, pretty cheap, to be fair. And even, yeah, someone like Lucien Pru, I didn't real. I'm actually going to bring her in after this episode. Like, what the hell? 150K for her? Like, that's unbelievable. Like, she's been a consistent 150K starter. for the best team in the league's number one keeper. That's okay. nuts. That's a bargain. Like, I'm looking here, like, 28 points are obviously, you know, maybe not the highest, but, you know, you, you expect that. Yeah, over the season now, she's going to rack up points. So that that probably has to be the pick there. But uh, who are you currently rocking in goals at the moment, Joey? Well, I've got a combination of Silkowitz and Wyman on the bench. So mm. I'm probably going to be looking at, at that now that you've brought that up, Cody. I'm going to be looking at bringing in Prue as well. Use that money elsewhere, I think. Um, just keep one of those keepers and then put that money probably a bit further up the pitch so I can get a few more points out of some other position. 
Yeah, well, it's definitely uh, like I feel like there's a lot of really, really good investment, like cheap players there that you can sort of bring in. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really baffled in sort of how they've done the pricing there. But now yeah, we'll just move on to the defenders and leading sort of the charge here was Kersey Fenton. Obviously had a brilliant start, scored that big goal. That was, that was great. Um, she, you know, I think a lot of people sort of you know when Nat Tobin picked up the injury there went straight to her, but obviously she hasn't really been able to play you know many many elite games you know because Sydney. Have had the other commitments, but we've seen someone like Vicky Bruce, for example, Charlotte McLean, Michaela Foster, been some of the top scorers there. Even Natasha Rigby, someone I didn't initially have in, but I think, yeah, when we saw sort of how well Perth were doing, I was like, I need a Perth defender in my team. Uh, uh, Cody, who have been maybe some of your sort of you know, key players in your defensive that sort of racked up the points for you, mate? Um, best lines definitely have been Rebecca Slot and Jamila Aiken for me, both in their own right, playing fantastic. I've got Kersey Fenton in there as well, and I'm glad you brought it up at the start because as much as Sydney FC did have that break and Kersey Fenton's coming back injured, she still technically has the best points per game. So it probably does come from that first game of the season. She just got like 28 in one game or something crazy like that. But someone who, when she comes back, you could almost guarantee that she's at that level that she can produce and she will get you points. So I am going to hold on to her. I don't know when she'll be back. I don't know how she will be when she's back, but um, someone that I have a lot of faith in that when she does return will be a great asset for me. Should have asked Ante Gurich when she was going to be back on the weekend. Um, Courtney Vine, if you want an update on that, she's still two to four weeks away, so probably someone I... I don't know if I'd hold on to her or maybe not because the uh, calf injuries are a nightmare, so she may not be 100% even when she's back. Maybe don't have that dynamism that she would usually have, but... um. No, Jamila Rankin, uh, Rebecca Scott, they've definitely been my best picks so far. But, um, someone that I'd point out as well, Leah Scarpelli, 40 points at 200k. Absolutely fantastic. Bit of a steal there as well. But, um, it's definitely, uh, the, I, it's the same thing you said before. The pricing is a lot different to what they do in the men's. And for that, you do get a lot of bargains too. So definitely a lot of players to keep an eye out on here. Yeah, just another one. Sort of as I'm looking here, another Brisbane defender, Jenna McCormick. She's she's got 42 points from uh, six games, and she's 150k. Another one there that's at the lowest possible price, and she's been a consistent starter. She's I don't know who's picking these prices, but they're not doing a very good job to make it hard. Yeah, it's 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 like it's super easy to get a bargain here. I, I feel like in the men's, I'm constantly like, oh my god, you know, this player's been doing well, but now they're you know doubled in price. I can't get them, but there's plenty here. Yeah, like we can get some really really good picks. Like if you look at the top scorers. Um, in the men's, it's largely reflected by um, the most expensive players. But here in the women's, it's not. Like, you know, Natasha Rigby, she's one there that's been one of the top scorers, but she's under 300K. I, I don't really know. So plenty of bargains there. I'd honestly just look at some of your top scorers there, look at the price, and usually you can be like, okay, something's going on here. But Joe, who's been maybe some of your sort of top picks in your team? Well, it's funny we say this because obviously I mentioned before I had such a bad start to the season, but I'm looking at players on my list here and the names that just keep coming up i've got natasha rigby rebecca stott and Gemma cormack as well so i'm thinking to myself here that i'm pretty happy with that moving forward so they're, they're probably going to be my three rock players at the back there i've also got morrison as well at victory so might look to do something there obviously dropping in price lately so yeah might look to switch things up there and go in a different direction yeah. To be fair, Morrison's gotten 50 points this season. Oh, has she? I'm just looking at my team and she said she went down in price <laughs> yeah. this week. So she went she down was- this week, but overall this season, she's actually still gone up. So oh, sweet. I think it was just a bit of a rough weekend. Okay. Well, we take that then. We take that. Joe, you, you, you've made some good picks there, mate. Like a lot of those ones there. What's yeah. going on? Why am I in the... <laughs> 
<laughs> what's going on? Uh, maybe, maybe it's later on the pitch. So we might revisit that. That's sort of been costing you. But, but the defense, you know, in, in, in Joe K's side has been established and it has been very strong so far. We'd love to see it. But yeah, um, another one that maybe, um, obviously with Kirsty Fenton, sort of a bit of a question mark there. Um, Tori Tumas, it's a pick that Cody sort of famously made. I think he, I think you did say that was the pick to make this year. And look, yo, so far, you know, maybe because Sydney haven't played as many games as the other teams, that's sort of cost, but. You know, she's been a regular in the team. She's been consistently playing. She's going to rack up those sort of clean sheet points. So that's definitely one there. You know, maybe if you don't have the funds for a more expensive player like Kirsty Fenton, Tori Toomer, if she's 100K less and she'll be a consistent player. It's funny, actually. I mainly pointed at her saying she get those clean sheet points. Sydney FC haven't gotten a lot of clean sheets this season, but she's racking up points going forward. She's actually been a bit of an outlet for Sydney FC on that right-hand side. Mm-hmm. And you look at her... Her total points this season isn't great simply because Sydney haven't played a lot of games. Her average compared to the players around her, still doing fantastic. She's risen by 50k already. So if you're going to get onto her, probably get onto her quickly. If you didn't listen to me at the start of the season, now's the best time to do it. If you didn't believe us now, oh, then, then now you should believe us now. That's, it's as simple as that. But now we'll move on to some of the midfielders here. And obviously we touched on it before. Vesna Milovovic, she's been by far the top scorer here. 86 points so far. She's just been. It, it, it's almost like I'm like, I'm waiting for her to have a poor week. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't captain her this week. You know, it'll be the one. But again, she just, I've, I've vice, I've vice captained her this week. I was tossing between her and Heyman, but again, every week she just produces. So surely next week I've got to back her. Yeah. Brisbane at home, but yeah, and, and it's such a high scoring team. But some of the other top scorers have been Rachel Lowe from the victory, Grace Jale. Um, we have a name, Razame. Okay. So, so I'm going to definitely need Cody's help here, but I'll give it a crack. Uh, we sort of talked about it. Thing. Razame Fonson Camp. Yeah, Fonson Cam. If you want to go first name, if it, um, she goes by Susan. So that'll make it a bit easier for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Susan, okay. <laughs> she's been a huge riser. You've seen her in a lot of sort of the top scoring teams. She's been, you know, because she started, you know, basically 150K, doubled in price. So that's one there. And she might even keep going further up because I think she plays on the wing for uh, Perth. You have some like Daniela Garlich, you know, one that Cody has predicted to win the Ballon d'Or. Um, so, that, so that kind of shows you sort of how how highly touted she is. And then someone like Hannah Laria, Matt Olsen's a big fan of her. So there's a lot of very talented young footballers there in the midfield that, yeah, maybe are a little bit more expensive now, but you know, if you know they're young players, they're going to keep improving. So Cody, who are some maybe to look out for uh, who are maybe grow in price over the season? Um, I'm going to start with the one that's probably not going to grow in price over the season, but for a good reason. And Joe, I know you need a bit of help if you want a sugar hit for a couple of weeks. Emily Van Egmond is only 238k. You'll only have it for two more weeks, but cheap price is someone who has an average points per game of 23. So she's there for two more games. You know she's going to tear apart whoever she plays against. Throw her on a captain, you're getting almost 50 points from one player. That is for a sugar hit. As, as we like to say in Australia, we love our marquee sugar hits. That's probably one I'd be going for. If I have the room for to bring her in actually right now, I would be doing that myself. But, um, yeah, if you need a, a bit of a quick fix, obviously, look, in my team, I am very happy with my midfield. Not to brag, of course. But, um, yeah, if I'm looking for a midfield, I'm looking for just quick points. That's probably who I'm going with. Cheap price, lots of points. What more do you want? And a Matilda star too. So, you know, it's, it's always great to get some of the Matildas into there as well. But, uh. No, that's a great call there. Obviously, someone you bring in for two weeks, bring out. Simple as that. You know, no, no questions asked. So, for, I'm also baffled there. How is she so cheap? 238k for you know 
Probably the one of the best midfielders. I have in Australia. no idea. Every time she does this getting stit in the league, she tears everyone apart. So I don't know why they put her so low. It, it, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm loving sort of the easy pricing or I'm hating it. It's sort of tearing me apart here. I, I don't know what to think about it. But yeah, um, yeah is it was there any more? I think the low price might be because she's not going to be here for long. That that yeah, might make still, sense, yeah. but. It yeah, is like, like in a fantasy, yeah, league where you can make those transfers, you've got plenty to make. I feel like, yeah, it, it's it's a, almost a no-brainer to just bring her in for a couple of weeks, you know, grab you some points, dip her out for someone else, yeah, because she'll probably jump up in price too. So, oh no, but yeah, was there any others? It was sort of looking out there, uh, Cody. I'm um, looking here. Breslin's had a good start. Alana Murphy. There's a couple others, sort of in that lower range prices that have also been pretty good so far this season. It's hard to say because the midfield's probably the one area of the league where these players are actually quite expensive. Someone that I've tried to jump on quickly is Julia Grosso. Yeah. Um, only starting to hit that 300k mark now, but picking up a lot of points herself this season. Someone I was a little bit skeptical about the start of the season simply because I thought she was going to play as a fullback, but, um, looks like City have kind of reworked their backline a little bit. They've allowed her to go a bit further forward. They're ripping the benefits of it because she's a fantastic player. And if she's in your fantasy team, you're ripping the points of it because she's getting amongst the goals as well. So, you know, goals assists just generally helping, contributing to Melbourne City going forward. So, yeah, someone who would be worth trying to get on quickly because I wouldn't be surprised if her price goes up a bit further. There we go. There's another great pick there, Julia Grosso. Obviously, before the podcast, I, I, I famously confused her with the one that plays for Juventus. And um, I saw information that got, she got injured. I was like, I like her, but, you know, she's injured and then... I was, I was rightfully sort of corrected to that information there. It's not often you sort of find two extremely good players with the exact same name. But uh, yeah, but now we'll sort of move on to the attack where we have obviously topping the like, the league there, Holly McNamara. Unfortunately, she's owned by most players right now. I would recommend getting rid of her. She's done her ACL. She's probably not going to play the rest of the season. And you'd say almost a super easy uh, sort of replacement there. Someone that's over 100k cheaper, Rihanna Policiana. She's been a key player for City this season. I think she's been on set pieces. She's been racking up a lot of points. So I feel like that's one there, straight swap for you. You know, they'll get you consistent points throughout the season. You can captain her and get, you know, consistent points. I captained her this week and she only got me four points, but, you know, maybe it was a one-off. Maybe it was a one-off. But, oh, uh, worry, mate. Same. Nah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it, it always Make happens. Make that three. Make that three. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, it was it was it was a it was a good game for her. You're like, okay, no, like, yeah, she can do it. But I also, it's just never bet against. No, sorry, I only brought her in. And she's my captain now. I had Holly McNamara as my captain, so you know what? I'm doing even worse. <laughs> Holly McNamara. Think about it. I'm still 19th in the country. <laughs> Holly McNamara to brace a hat trick from her hospital bed. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like looking at some other picks there. Um, I'm looking here. Hannah Wilkinson, another one from City who have been brilliant so far. She's another one there. She's dropped in price as well. Like maybe hasn't scored as many goals, but you'd you expect her to sort of, you know, pick up some goals. Mia Corbin from Brisbane. You know, that's a tip that sort of Cody made earlier this season. Uh, she's done very well as well. And then one that I, I you know, famously sort of took out for this week, but you know, she looks like maybe she can suck in a goal. Korea Kino. She's someone that's been, you know, consistently scoring at MPL level and maybe took a couple of weeks to adjust to the sort of A League W level, but I think she's sort of starting to look good there. Uh, Cody, who do you sort of see? Well, well, maybe we'll sort of focus on someone like Holly McNamara, for example, who, or even a um, Courtney Vine. Obviously, she's injured now. Who do you sort of maybe bring in to sort of replace these big hitters to get you those points? Who are you backing? Because even someone like Hannah Keane, for example, you would have backed maybe she hasn't had a great start. 
it's funny because Hannah Kane's still up there with like the top 10 strikers in the competition. Um, mm. it's the good thing with it being Holly back as much as it is a devastating injury, it is a positive for you because suddenly you've got an extra 500k to kind of spread around wherever else you can. Mm. Um, maybe 400k depending on where you, when you brought her into the team, of course. But Polisina is probably the most ideal replacement. Someone who obviously is the second highest scoring player so far this season at the same club will most likely just fill into that same role. There's um obviously Sean Fry is actually someone who probably flown under the radar this season. Still only 230k was under 200k when the season started. But um picking up some points as well, Amelia Corbin, who like I said at the start of the season, I could picture her being a real focal point for this prison side. She's really starting to come to as well. So I think it's two goals in her last two or three games now. She's um definitely one to probably bring in now because she's someone that's going to be rising very very soon. And that's another one there. Sorry, I just keep going on about sort of how they're doing the pricing, but it's baffling me. She's done well the last two weeks, and they've decreased her price. Like, she's on form now. She's playing well. This isn't when you you, you decrease it before, not after. It, it makes no sense. So that's one there. Again, weird. There's one but- more I could throw out there for a bit of a price. Amina Ekic. So it's only just come into the se- um league this season. Only played three games and one being off the bench. Already got 27 points. Someone who... And it has just gone down recently as well, I think, because when she came into the game on the weekend, she didn't play too well. But um, someone who, 360k, so if you've got the money for her, I'd back it, but she will most likely be the direct replacement for Holly McNamara. So if she's picking up the same points that Holly Mac did when she was playing, someone who I'd probably be investing in really quickly. Beautiful. There we go. That, you know, that's sort of a straight swap there. You, know, you get the player who's replacing the injured player there. So another easy pick there. But Joey, do you have any sort of, Final picks for us. You know, you're maybe cooking up here in the behind the scenes to sort of jump from whatever you are, 500 to, to take Cody's spot. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to be a pretty good cook to do that. But <laughs> I do have something that I might ask Cody here. Serena Bolden is back at the Jets, mm-hmm. which I was surprised to see her get on the score sheet on the weekend. Very surprised. Didn't even know she had signed for the club when I saw that goal go in. Um, I don't think she's in the game yet, though. Do you think she might be a good option for me moving forward? Simple. Um, same thing as um, Casey Dumont. They just come into the competition. Don't know when they're going to be added to the game, of course. But um, I could imagine she won't be cheap. She played fantastic for Wanderers when she was last here. Oh, um, the main reason why you probably didn't realize she signed for Jets is because I think she signed. they announced her signing. It was maybe an hour and a half before the game started. So they announced her signing, announced her in the lineup, and then she scored all in the space of like two hours. So it was very quickly. I, um, it was a bit of, it was, it was in the rumor mill when Van Egmont signed. They said, oh, Serena Bold is expected to come into the club as well. But yeah, when she is in the game, 100%, I'd be looking at her. Obviously didn't think about it off the top of my head because she's not there yet, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised. She might be around that 250 to 300k mark simply because she is going to be, in the in the league a lot longer than what Emily Van Egmond is, but um, if you've got the room for her, I would definitely keep an eye out. Yeah, just to quickly interject here, I sort of searched her up here, and apparently she is in the game, but she's playing for Western Sydney still. So I I don't know what to make of that pick there because if you bring her in, then how's that work? Because they have her under the wrong team now. Um, obviously it was a former team, but ha- how the hell is that going to work? Like like so far, it doesn't seem like she's picked up any points, but obviously the game she has played so. But but if she they do sort of add her to her rightful team Newcastle, she's got her as a midfielder as well. 
That's what I'm saying. It's it's very and for only 180k. So you know what? Add her in and just test to see if it works. Like test the waters. Hopefully it's not a Lorena Bowman situation where if you put the wrong one in, you're not getting anything. <laughs> oh, Lorena. I'm willing. Bowman. I'm willing to take a risk here, boys. I will do it for the team. I will do it. Thank you. So, you know what? I, I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to update anyone on the L- Lorena Bowman situation, there it ended up being the cheaper one. They ended up keeping in the game. She's only 157k now. So um. Yeah, maybe go for her. She's actually not a bad pick, but I feel bad now. I'm, I'm not too sure how they allocated that, but all the people that... How much? How expensive was he, Cody? Was she 300k? 400k? She was really expensive. I remember that. I think There was was one that was 150k more expensive than the other. Yeah. I just yeah. can't remember the prices off the top of my head. Yeah, and it seems like they've kept the cheaper one here, um, the, the, the one that's 150k, but they've removed the other one. <laughs> maybe because they who knows maybe they listen to the podcast like oh shit we gotta fix this now who knows yeah we'll, we'll take credit for it cody but uh i feel bad for anyone that would have got the more expensive one there because i don't think they would have got the points for her at all well, look she hasn't picked up too many points to be fair so i don't think they had an entire loss but um well to be fair on the weekend she lost a point so yeah <laughs> maybe you're doing <laughs> better if you don't have her well, uh, yeah. If 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 you're a Lo- a proud Lorena Bauman uh supporter, get in the get in the comments or whatever, and and, and let us know sort of what happened there with that situation. But yeah, so I think that's all in terms of the sort of dub. Now we've sort of gone through that nicely. So now we're just going to go generally. It doesn't have to be men's or women's. We're still going to look at maybe some of your things to keep in mind, some tips, some strategies, sort of going into the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe you know who 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 you boys want to go start off start us off. Yeah, the first thing I'd probably look at in the men's side of things is Melbourne Victory have a very tough run coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They've got the Mariners away, which probably the easiest of the next couple of games, but then they go into a run where they burst Western Sydney away, Sydney FC at home, which the big blue, again, a big game that could go either way. Then they have the Melbourne Derby, and then they have to travel away to Perth. So with that in mind, just think about that if you're looking to bring in some of these victory players. It could be a potential stumbling block and you could uh, experience a bit of a dry spell for points with victory after this tough run. Yeah, I've, I have a couple of victory players in my team, so I'm definitely going to sort of have to think about that, especially uh, something like Roderick Mandera from my team who's definitely prone for a red card as he's proven now, which uh, cost me. But anyway, uh, yeah, we, have to, we have to go on that too much. <laughs> I have a lot of players I'm, I'm very upset about in my own team, but you know, nah, good on though. But Cody, what's sort of your... What are you cooking, mate? Yeah, you know, we, we've already seen that you are very, very good at this stuff. So, what do you have for us? I don't, I don't know if I'd say very, very good. I think it's, there's one competition I'm doing well, and the other one I'm bloody honking at the moment. So, I'll, I'll, I'll humble myself there a little bit. But um, if I got advice to the women, back the Canberra girls, at least the ones going forward, because for a team coming last, and for a team that did lose again on the weekend, Milivojevic and Heyman got me a combined what was it 39 points. For two players in a team that's not doing very well, those two are still doing absolutely fantastic. And Heyman is dropping in price right now. I still think this Canberra side is going to turn things around. When they do, they're going to maybe even get even, they'll get more, even more points than what they are right now. And I can't see many, if any, teams keeping a clean sheet against them. So don't be thrown off by their position on the ladder. Don't be thrown off by their form. Back Milivojevic, back Heyman, because they'll pick you up points anyway. I can one you up there. I've, I've got both of my team. I've doubled up on them. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting some big points there, hopefully. But it's just, it's just the question of who do you captain? You have two great players there. And it seems like a thing where you, you pick one, the other one's going to do better that week. So it's just, can you make that pick between them? Cause yeah, they're a great duo. 
Um, and sort of my tip is sort of thinking about sort of Asian Cup, um, as in the under 23s and the, uh, the men's. So the actual sort of senior for the Socceroos, that's going to be kicking off January to February. And I do not believe there's going to be a international window where it's paused or anything. So, you know, like players like Jamie McLaren, Aziz Beige, uh, Joe Gauchi, for example, he might get picked as well. Definitely think about, you know, you know, these are obviously some big scores that are going to be very expensive. You know, do you want to sort of have them sitting on your bench for four weeks? Probably not. So they're definitely players where keep them in for now, you know, as they're sort of playing into the Asian Cup. But when that does roll around, be very you know, sort of careful and wary to sort of swap them out as, um, you know, sort of compared to, for example, the fantasy, prim- uh, fantasy Premier League, they maybe give a look, they, they have a look, for example, those uh, symbols that let you know if they're not playing or injured or unavailable, whereas this doesn't. This is sort of on you to do the research on your players. So I definitely recommend that. And then further with the, uh, the Oliru, sorry, uh, I think that does start April to May. So obviously a little bit further on in the season, but you know, there's some, a lot of young talented players are going to be in there. Um, Jacob Farrell, for example, that's one there. You know, I'm thinking about bringing in, uh, maybe soon, but, for that time, you know, he's going to be out for a month. Do you want him on the bench? Probably not. So that's one to think about. Maybe a little bit later on in the season, but definitely something to consider. But uh, yeah, well, I think that's sort of roughly it, boys. Do you sort of have anything else um, to sort of, you know, you know we, we, we have, well, obviously, you know, you know, Joe, you're doing the best out of us for the men's. Cody, you're doing, you know, one of the best in anyone for the women's i'm just sort of in the middle we have but my point being we have some pretty good players here do you have anything else more wisdom for the uh for the listeners uh it's hard to say look with the women's back the fullbacks tumoth rankin are uh, doing quite well for me i'm gonna have to recess the um center back options i've got and yeah make sure you stop um, holly mac out because that is one mistake i've made this season unfortunately <laughs> Definitely make sure to definitely. Joe, anything else sort of uh, for anyone? Um, not really. I think we've covered it all pretty well. If you're looking to get good at the A League dub, definitely listen to Cody. I know I am, and when it eventually blows up in my face, he will be the first to know. I I couldn't want you up there. I I let's just say <laughs> I would not be where I am currently in the rankings without Cody. Sort of speaking to this man, hearing some of his tips, I've t- took it on board. You know what? I've I've sort of you know sort of benefited from that. So. <laughs> So, well, well, so, so basically, the, 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 <laughs> this rundown has basically just been like, Cody, oh, all hail Cody, you are amazing. But you know what? He has done well. We, we're gonna Nothing give I'm not used to hearing, don't worry. <laughs> we, uh, we have to give you your props when you deserve them, Cody. So good stuff, mate. L- let's see sort of how you go for the rest of the season. We'll see how the rest of us go. Maybe one of us- Watch me just go time. downhill in the women's now that I've got to be- Yeah, we're just going to completely like jinx you now. All your players are going to get injured. And it, it always happens. It happens. It is you starting. Know. It is starting. Something starts to go well. You're like, okay, I'm doing all right. And then a couple things go bad. And then you're just like, stuff this. But anyways, enough yapping on. Uh, I'll wrap this up now. So I think the next episode, I'm hoping to sort of be out in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do something very similar. Um, we sort of re- recap the uh, last couple of rounds, looking around what's going, so previewing. So feel free to stay tuned to that. Sort of keep an eye out on front page football and also check these boys out on, on all the socials. I'm assuming you boys are on Joe. And Cody, I'm 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 not going to say the name of your of your of your thing as Christian may kill me. Um, so I, I don't want to risk myself, but yeah. So, uh, boys, thank you again for joining me on this episode, and thank you all for listening. Take care.